0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. And uh, many congratulations to Team India. Winners at the Oval by 157 runs. It was a quite compelling and convincing final day performance in the end, despite the fact that Rory Burns and Haseeb Amid got England off to a very good start. It was wickets galore. Jaspit Bumra and Ital. Uh, getting all of the wickets today and uh, the final wicket falling uh, just a few moments ago to seal victory and to take India 2-1 up in the series. I am joined today by uh, two Indian Badgers. We have Anambika and Raj Yadav on the uh, line today and uh, you two must be quite happy, I guess. Let's start with you, Raj. Um, coming into today, obviously all results were possible, weren't they? Um, and... I I actually thought the draw was um, a real contender today. I never thought England would maybe get the runs. I thought that uh, the draw might be a possibility with that slow surface, but India found a way. Definitely, and
1: test cricket has to be the best format, you know. Going on to day five, all three results, possible India win, England win, and a draw was also likely on the cards. Uh, If you ask me as a fan, what was I expecting? Definitely, you know, I would want India to win, but I was not expecting this to happen so fast, immediately after the second session itself. Uh, Going, you know, what Burns and Hamid did last evening uh, to get them around a good start, having 67 for no loss at the board. And then after the first session, you know, today when they lost uh, just one wicket of Burns and the David Milan run out just before the stroke of lunch. I was also under the impression that, you know, a draw is definitely on the cards because maybe India would pick one or two wickets here and there and then England would steady the ship. But then, you know, then came in Bumrah, he had different plans, you know, he bowled a magnificent spell and it was just magic to watch Bumrah bowl because he completely took the pitch out of equation. And only a special uh, spell like that of Bumrah could have produced this. i totally
0: elated, totally happy. And let's, let's talk about Jaspit Bumra. Um, I mean, Numbush actually took more wickets in that England second innings, but it was that spell and somebody tweeted, um, it was like a tennis score. His, his analysis for that six over spell was 6-3-6-2. Six, six, You're a tennis fan, Anand. Um, the uh, Bum Bum, he's uh, the star of the uh, Mumbai Indians, which is our team in the IPL and uh, the star of the day really for him, he, wasn't he? he, he opened the door, kicked it open.
2: He really did. And I think part of that is, you know, what Raj alluded to. You got to take the pitch out of the question here. You need to get that pace. These are conditions that India is used to bowling in. And when you have that elevated pace, you can get some reverse swing going. You know, I think the Indian pace attack was more suited to today's pitch than, you know, maybe a a, a green pitch, which, you know, swings around, you know. So I think this was really kind of played to India's strengths. Uh, All of the bowlers are Faster than you know what we see with the Indian seam uh, with the English seam attack. You know, if Stokes and uh Stokes, maybe uh, you know, Archer or Wood were around, I think it would be a different case, but they weren't. And when you look at the Indian seam attack right now, uh, Bumrah hits 90s. I think you know, I just looked up the number of overs he's bowled, he's bowled about 150 to 152 overs, something around that. Mm. He has been the leader of the attack, but then fifth day, fourth test on the trot. Still getting it up to 144. You saw the ball to Donny so That was late swing. That was a tough ball to keep out. I mean, Johnny has played this before, but that was a tough ball. And so I think, you know, really a lot goes down to Bumrah. I, I noticed, you know, you had a tweet out there saying that uh, Bumrah still has got a while to catch up to Kapil, Dev, and he does. But uh, the one thing that he has that Kapil doesn't He's really got good support. You look at Shami, you look at Yadav, you look at Ishant. He's got really good support. But Bumrah has been amazing. And, you know, he does this for another six or eight years. This is how good Kapil was, right? Bumrah needs to do the same thing for another six to eight years, and he'd probably catch up then. Uh, but he he's just been amazing. I was taking a look at since Bumrah debuted, who else has been as good as him? And you can look at a few people. So Broad was off on a tear, and he's sort of come down a bit of a notch. Uh, Cummins? Bumrah and Rabada are the three top most pacers and they really are as good as it gets right now. Uh, you can probably put Anderson Broad right there along with them, but really that's how good Bumrah has been.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's talk, let's talk about that. I mean, I, I, I love the fact that you've got a fan just above your head, uh, Anand. You're like a fan badger with a fan um, fan hat. Raj is wearing the uh, cricket badger logo right on his forehead at the moment. Do you want to come down a little bit, Raj, so we can see your your lovely face? But Anand, the, the Kapil Dev... Um, I mean, Capital had 400-plus test wickets. He was captain of the side. He was an all-rounder as well, and he provided um, runs with the bat too. Um, Jasper Bummer is undoubtedly probably as good with the ball as Capital Dev, but he probably needs to, if he's going to be considered in the same bracket, as you said, Capital Dev pretty much shouldered that pace attack on his own. Whereas um, Jasper Bumrah's got plenty of company at the moment in that Indian squad that can bowl um, the pace alongside of him. So Kapil Def for me, still he's kind of over the hill and far away and Jasper Bumrah's still climbing that hill.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think Bumrah's got a while to go. But, you know, let's say Bumrah just now, I think, hit 101 wickets. Uh, Bumrah does this for, uh, you know, let, let him get to about 350-400. At that point, maybe Bumrah has a fair shot of getting there, but he has really been a revelation. I I think in this attack, uh, what he's done so far has been a revelation. I don't know that he's going to catch up to Kapil just yet, but there is a chance. He has been very, very good.
0: Rosh Naman Mentioned on our WhatsApp group earlier how he used to see Shaddle Takur um, on the train, covered in, in in mud kind of thing, carrying his bag, um, just trying to slog it away as a kind of junior pro or whatever, making his way in the game. We talk a lot on the IPL days, don't we, about some of the rags to riches stories um, of some players that have really had to come from very humble beginnings to kind of get a, a leg up into the game and obviously now are on very good money and, and it's changed their lives I mean Jasper Bummer's won, isn't he? he comes from a single parent family I think and had to go through uh, quite a, a humble upbringing um, and he's now able to probably buy his mum quite a nice, uh, ha- nice nice, bungalow somewhere um, to live in but um, Charlotte Takur in this test match he's kind of coming of age isn't he as a as a player I mean you look at him he's kind of medium paced dibbly-dobbly but he's taking wickets He's a lower-order hitter, really, with the, the the bat. But he's he's performing, isn't he? When he gets the chance, he's performed.
1: Absolutely, and you know what Naman mentioned is a heartwarming story. You know, these journeys, like these you know, cricket journeys of cricketers, like these, you know, makes it more special. Because Shardul Thakur comes from a very small village called Mahim in Palghar, which yeah. is uh, say eighty kilometers away from the city of Mumbai. So he travels hundred kilometers one way daily just to have his training session in the grounds of Shivaji Park and sometimes at the Wankhede Stadium. So 100 kilometers one way, if you consider that journey, it's 200 kilometers a day where he just travels just to play his cricket. So that's the amount of dedication that Shaldur Thakur has put uh, in his cricket, you know, over the years. And it's a heartwarming story to see. And it's amazing to see, you know, he deliver uh, for India. Uh, Coming into the test match, you know, Shaldur Thakur also faced a lot of criticism because, you know, he kept Ravi Chandra, Ashwin, the best spinner, yeah. out of this team. So that was also a big, uh, big question mark on Shardul Thakur, the player, as well as Kohli, the captain. And uh, Kohli would be happier person now that you know he's had this. Out of his bag that, you know, uh, the criticism would lower down a bit, even though, you know, I would agree that, you know, uh, the selection call was not the right one. But Shardul Thakur definitely, you know, lived up to the expectations of everybody and he delivered. Like you said, medium pace, dibbly-dobbly, he bowls at right channel and he makes things happen. Importantly, you know, whenever he gets the ball, you get a feeling that, you know, Shardul Thakur is that kind of a bowler, you know, who would produce something out of nothing and he does that uh, regularly and uh, the innings that he played at Brisbane uh, you know was fantastic where he got uh, India right back in the game with Washington Sundar and these both the innings the 50s that he especially the first innings uh, the 50 that he played you know kept India in the game otherwise uh, you India around say maybe 100 all out or 110 all out India would have been out of this game just like Headingley in the first day itself. So Shardul was the one who kept India in this game, and this is why you know the Test match uh, was uh, you know uh, it was played on the fifth day where it was the deciding day, and com- complete hats off to him, you know, to the way uh, to perform like that uh, under pressure. Hats off. <laughs>
0: crickets a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures my friends at manscape.com help oh, you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy make sure everything's in the right order oh feeling all good now down in this set oh Manscaped.com We're going to get loads of messages today. I mean, we've got Ashutosh, who was already sending in his messages of uh, celebration prior to us going live today. I'm not sure even how that's possible, but well done, Ashutosh, for doing that. But he came on with Indian Bowlers, showed more skill than the English counterparts. Yes, massive lead and the pressure helps. Lord Takur is my man of the match, is Ashutosh. His batting saved the game for India, otherwise it could have been a repeat of leads and that wicked of Root today when everyone was talking about the new ball was very very important, and that's the case, Alan, isn't it? I mean, basically, uh, to Kurt, um, he, he got he he performed at the right times, and that he, I mean, his, one of his nicknames, one of his many nicknames, it seemingly is beefy. Um, I mean, it, as right, Ian Botham used to do very similar things when he, he, I mean, this is kind of towards the end of his career when he'd lost a little bit of his pace, just his presence and just his imagination and just his kind of will to win produce wickets out of nothing and Shalataka's got a little bit of that about him hasn't he
2: a little bit I think Beefy would be a little upset that Thakur is getting compared to him but look he's (laughs) had a great test match and you know we talked about him traveling from Palghar to uh, to Dadar uh which is where, you know, he would do a lot of the training. It's not the two hours one way. It's also traveling in the Mumbai local trains. Raj probably knows it. I did it. Naman knows it. It is tough. If you're taking a whole kit and jumping in there, that is tough life. So, I mean, Thakur is ready to go. Uh, you know, and you're right. Uh, you know, I saw a little bit of Botham towards the end of his career. Botham looked like he liked to have some fun in life, you know, like a pint or two. And he wasn't the fittest. And you look at Thakur. He's not in the Virat Kohli uh, camp of fitness isn't he but he does make things happen those shots are audacious I mean the ball that got Burns out was a really good ball you know he let me got ask you about that away. I mean
0: Farah Kohli a lot of talk about the way he's raised the standards and there's a level now expected of the Indian players um, in terms of professionalism in terms of fielding but yeah m- most commonly spoken about is the is the fitness requirements Anand and some of the players aren't necessarily as felt as the others. I mean, Rohit's not exactly uh, Twiggy, is he? And Shadal no. um, Takura's got a similar build. I mean, they're probably still very, very fit. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're fitter than I am. But is there, is there some leeway given to some players?
2: Well, I think Rohit's been working on that quite a bit. And shows, uh, from what I understand, so is Thakur. Thakur, when he first started playing cricket, uh, actually was known to be overweight. And he's actually been working on that. So what you're seeing now is actually the improved version so- of Thakur.
0: So what we're saying is that if, if Virat can see that you're trying and you're heading in the right direction, then you're on board and he's happy with that.
2: I think so. And, you know, part of it, we could all blame uh, some of the Mumbai food as well because I know Rohit Sharma is a big Wadapau connoisseur, which is basically a potato fritter in a piece of bread, which is a big Mumbai street food thing. And Rohit oh, wow. has always that's mentioned that. That sounds that very amazing.
0: bad for you, but very nice.
2: I, you know, it's great. It is delicious. But when you think about all the carbs you're having, it's potatoes with bread. Uh, but, you know... Uh, I think there are a few people. I think Ravi Ashwin, probably you can add, although he looks fitter, uh, Shardur Thakur, Rohit Sharma are probably those three or four people who could probably get a little more fitter. But I know that Rohit works really hard at it. Mm. So does Shardur. And Ravi Ashwin is looking better and better. You know, we had times when you would see him go into a test series and he would sort of have issues with his back or whatnot. I think he did in Australia as well, but he's looking fairly fit.
0: Uh, it's all, it's all I mean, that sitting in the stands, Anand, is not it? It makes, you, it makes you fit that, doesn't it? Sitting and watching from the wings. I mean, it sounds like that. That food is um, the equivalent of an English chip butty to me.
2: There you go. Exactly. that. And I mean, when we think about it, I think Flintoff. Wasn't Flintoff a a great case of somebody who got fit as his career went on? and looked. Flintoff now, he
0: He he presents TV programs in the UK. He looks better now than he did when he first came onto the scene as a player. It's ridiculous. I think he goes to the gym every day these days and and keeps himself in trim. I mean, getting back to the match, it's just been announced that uh, Rohit Sharma was the man of the match. Shardell um, Takur, Lou Takur, just probably gets the silver medal, I think, in, in that assessment. Um, but Rohit's innings, Raj, um, the 127 in the second innings, I think that was the man of the match performance because he came through some difficult times against the new ball and he laid the foundation there that India then were able to propel themselves past England and set that lead that in the end proved, proved the winning lead.
1: Absolutely, you know, uh, but it's a tough call to make. Uh, Even though, you know, I don't uh, disagree with Rohit Sharma being the man of the match, it's definitely a tough call. You know, I think it was a close call between Shardul Thakur and Rohit Sharma both. So, either way, uh, whoever would have won, I would have been happy. Uh, But I agree with you that Rohit Sharma's innings was maybe a little more crucial in the context of this test match because uh, India were trailing 99 after the first innings. And to overcome that deficit and to put up a target of 368, I think Rohit Sharma played a very crucial role. Uh, and in the first uh, three days, I think it was a lot more overcast. It was day four and day five when, you know, the sun came out and it became easier to bat. So day three, I think in the first uh, the other half where Rohit Sharma and Rahul, uh, you know, steadied the ship, I think they were around 75 for no loss at 1 point so that was a crucial point where you know uh, india overcome the deficit of 99 and wanted to put a target on board so rohit sharma was definitely phenomenal and you know anand was mentioning his numbers on the whatsapp group the other day that ever since you know rohit sharma has started um, dip, um, as an opener for india he is possibly i think the world's best opener in world cricket at the moment you know you, you always know that rohit sharma has had phenomenal success Uh, at home where his uh, record and average is maybe a close maybe little over 90 or maybe 100 I don't know I don't know the exact figure but uh, overseas you know it was a challenge for Rohit Sharma and it was uh, he would be happy that the monkey is off his back now that he also has a test match century especially in overseas conditions and to do it against England it's just perfect.
0: You, you should do the engraving down the local trophy shop because the world's best cricketer, who was the best in the world or something, whatever you just said, you've in about three times in that sentence. It made it made it sound even grander. Um, but Anant, I mean that that uh, what what Raj just said there about the monkey off the back of not getting an overseas um, century. I Man, I I looked at his stats overseas compared to uh, domestic. He's averaging around about just under eighty, I think, in Indian conditions. He was averaging less than thirty ahead of this Test match. Overseas, I mean, the disparity there is massive, isn't it? And it's always going to be when people write about Rohit Sharma, that's always going to be mentioned somewhere in the article. The fact that he struggles overseas, blah 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 blah, and he's gone some way to uh, taking that sentence out of this out of the pieces now.
2: I think he has, and on this tour, you've seen him actually come come out and combat that, right? So I think we saw that even in Australia, in very challenging conditions, with that Australian pace attack being as good as it is he managed to actually look very much at ease he has made some changes to his technique he usually would try to be beside the ball right now you see him trying to cover the you know co- come in line and try to play anything outside the line he sort of lets go i just feel that he has made some tweaks to his technique that really have helped him overseas he's obviously going to do better in india just because his proficiency against spin his proficiency of playing in the local conditions but he has been very impressive to me i don't know whether there's a better opener right now Across the world, in all conditions, and Rohit Sharma. You know, I this think, is I, think
0: a, I think England would take him, and I think England would oh, take absolutely.
2: him <laughs> absolutely. Although, although to be honest, uh, Hamid has done a decent job, and so has. I, I think Rohit
0: and Hamid together would be quite a nice little opening partnership, it, wouldn't they?
2: It would be very good. Also, very, too, very graceful people. But can I present my counter argument to Lord Thakur? I think there is nobody else but him who should get the man of the match. Comes in 127 for seven. Hits 57 runs and 36 balls. Sure, a lot of them were sort of fluky sort of runs, but come on, he, he pulled it off. If India were not at 191, how well are Indian uh, how well are England poised to do in this test match? I think Raj mentioned where they would be. Then in the bowling, he starts bowling in the first inning and he gets who? Pope. What was Pope on? Pope was on eighty-one. Now granted he fenced at a ball outside offstam and you know dragged it on. But again, Thakur made it happen. Second inning, three for uh, six for 312. Coley had just gotten out. At that point, England need, what, 200 odd to win. Again, a good 60. And this time, a more measured 60. Rohit has been amazing. This should be Thakur's ban of the match. I don't know whether he could have a better match. I-, I mentioned that yesterday. I don't think his relatives would predict that he would have this good a match. And then... It- this doesn't finish his story. Last inning, he gets who out? Burns with the beauty. with a beauty, And Burns was, what, 50 odd? And then who? Mr. Joe Root, the best batsman right now going around in the circuit. He gets Root out. Uh, and sure, again, maybe element of luck. Maybe Root just, you know, kind just, you know, let his concentration go. But Thakur did it. There is nobody who should get the player of the match than Thakur. Nobody could have predicted this. I think he should get it. They have gotten this wrong. I love Rohit. Rohit's my boy. Rohit grew up where I grew up. He's from Borivali. He's my boy, but Takari should get this.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. That was a, that was a very passionate and convincing argument. But it's too late. They've they've already given it out to uh, to Rohit Sharma.
1: and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger.
0: Let's read um, Verat Kohli's uh, comments uh, after the, uh, the match at the presentations. Um, he he basically says here, Raj. The character that the side has shown to come back from a hundred run deficit showed that we were not down and out. I said Lords as well. I am proud of the character among the top three bowling performances I've witnessed. Uh, this is the top three bowling performances I've witnessed as an Indian captain. It's relative and um, what you call flat. The field wasn't wet like the first three days. Ball got scuffed up nicely. Um, one side heavier and exploited reverse swing perfectly. We believed as a team that we could get all 10 wickets. And he's a very positive chappy, isn't he, Virat Kohli? Um, you know, you, there are criticisms, criticisms you can make of him that he is a little bit too emotive at times and temperamental and tempestuous and all of those kind of things. But I, I mean, part of that is he's, he's, he's quite endearing, I think, at times as well. The fact that he, he obviously lives and breathes every single ball is quite endearing. But as a captain, he drives that team. And obviously, at the moment, India haven't got the um three quarters of their key coaching staff in the dressing room either so yeah virat's role becomes even more pivotal i mean he he will have had a massive part to play in in what they've done today
1: definitely and you know he likes these words uh intent and especially character these are his two favorite words uh but i agree with you uh, james that you know virat kohli has been pivotal uh, of this side's success over the years especially in the test circuit Uh, you know, ever since he took over, I think, uh, after Anil Kumble is being sacked, you know, the way Shastri and company have taken over this team, especially a lot of credit should go to Bharat Arun, uh, the bowling coach, uh, the kind of fast bowling contingent that he has produced along with Kohli. So the fitness standards that he has raised and the culture that he has brought in, especially in the interview with uh, Dinesh Karthik before the series, you could see that Kohli talks a lot about… That was a
0: really good interview.
1: It, it was an interview. It was an interview of a man, you know, who is passionate about test cricket. Uh, it was an interview of a man, you know, who loves this format the most. Yeah, you can make out from his interview that this is the format that he wants to excel in and wants India to be best at. Uh, so he talks about important things like, you know, team culture, uh, pursuit of excellence, relentless madness. Uh, these were his exact words when you you know when he talked with Dinesh Karthik, and that's what this team portrays. You know when they are on the field, uh, when he talks about character, I think what he mentions is that uh, there was nothing on the pitch, so there was no demons at all. So what you need is at this time, you know, you need strong character, you know, to back up with your skills, where you you have that self belief in you that you can definitely pick up. 10 wickets in this dead rubber.
0: So it's that. I think it helped Raj as well. I mean, today, obviously day five, the way they sell tickets in England is you sell, basically you sell days one to four, very few people buy a day five ticket. And often then if it's got enough legs in day five, you sell them on the gate in the morning and then you get in for 20 quid, 15 pounds or whatever. Um, Today was full and a lot of Indian fans and a lot of very vocal Indian fans in that ground. Do you think that would have helped the team?
1: Absolutely. It would have helped. And, you know, India is not short of support anywhere they play. So (laughs) in that sense, you know, the crowd is... it
0: seemed to be more though today, more and more vocal because a lot of people took advantage of the cheaper tickets and came along to see a, a day where India could easily win the match.
1: Yeah, that always helps, you know, reasonable ticket prices always helps, you know, sometimes, you know, the 1k day, uh, I've been, I've watched a lot of uh, games of the 1k day as well, where, you know, once you sell those tickets as a reasonable price, a lot of crowd will turn up to watch games. So that definitely helps. Uh, But again, you know, this was uh, definitely a cracker of a test match to watch uh, going into the fifth day. Uh, India showed that conviction and spirit that, you know, they could turn this test match into their head, uh, especially with Kohli's uh, self-belief, which is, you know, he's instilled in his teammates where, you know, you can come back when your chips are down. So, India did this recently in the Bodhagavaskar Trophy when they were all out for 36 and they went on to win the series. Then, you know, came, came in the England series where, you know, in, uh, England had taken 1-0 lead at Chennai uh, with Root century and then thought, you know, India would possibly crumble and they came back to win that series again after headingly test a lot of fans you know would have written India off and saying that you know they are getting uh, maybe vibes of 2014 back and India would probably lose the series I was also one of them Uh, But again, you know, India showed great character and spirit to fight back. So this is a hallmark of a great team. You know, when uh, chips are down, you you come back stronger. Umesh Yadav, you know, he's not played much cricket over the last four years. I think he just played one one or two test matches at Australia. To come back and put that sort of performance after being sidelined for almost four years, being their regular backup bowler, you know, speaks volumes of
0: this team. Yeah, six wickets for a Mesh in this uh, test match. Just looking at some of the notes that are coming through off the back of the test, Alan, and Alan, um, going back to the man of the match, which you've already done a big rant on, but um, apparently Jasper Bummer was probably more in the equation for the um, the selection panel than, uh, than your boy uh, Shardle. So um, I, I think Robert was the right choice. But getting back to, uh, to Virat... Um, I, I get the impression with Virat Kohli, he's obviously very driven, isn't he? Um, and it's almost like I, I, I kind of picture him when he takes on the captaincy of India. He's he's got two columns. He writes down what he wants his team to be and how he wants them to play, and what a Virat Kohli side is going to look like and, and represent. And then he's got his kind of objectives on the in the right-hand column, and he's ticking them off. You know, winning in Australia, um, doing X, Y, Z. Winning in England, I think, would have been quite high up on his wish list because, obviously, India haven't won in, in on these shores for quite some time. Obviously, still one test away from doing it, but taking a 2-1 lead to Old Trafford, Virat Kohli not too far away from putting a line through. That was a big tick on the end, didn't he?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I was taking a look at how well have India done overseas. And taking a look at that, India have sort of, you know, tamed Australia, right? With two series wins, you feel that things are sort of, you know, at an even keel there. Now you look at, okay, where have India not done so well? And England's right there. So Mm -hmm. India, before this test, had played 66 matches in England and won eight. So, and when you look at the eight, it also is, you know, there was a foundational win in, I think, 1971 with Ajit Wadekar at the Oval. And then you had two wins in 1986, all before our time, but, you know, after that, you saw okay a win in two thousand two, the f- infamous Jellygate uh, in two thousand seven, and I think that was a one zero win. And then you had a couple of tests in twenty fourteen and twenty eighteen that India won. So this was actually pretty integral to what India wants to accomplish, to what Kohli wants to accomplish. You know, the man is very driven. He has definitely put this out saying. This is a series, you know, we got to give a even fight to. We have to take this while, you know, while we have a chance. And this is just, I think, you know, what you're seeing right now is that culmination of what Kohli has done. As a captain, he has driven the team forward uh, with sort of his sort of vigour, his sort of intensity, right? And you, well, if, he,
0: if you're a, a player, if you're a lazy player in that Indian side, you're not going to last very long, are you? Because you're initially going to get the Kohli glare. Then you're going to get a little bit of that, of that off the skipper. And then it's going to be down the road, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you get you take the good with the bad, but that intensity helps, doesn't it? I, I think Kohli well, that's definitely... That's a good thing, you
0: know, he's, he's sta- yeah. you know, having those standards. You know, if you're playing for your country and you walk into, you know, you, you put the shirt on and you walk into that international dressing room, there should be standards, shouldn't there?
2: There should be. And there definitely should be, and Kohli does that. And also, I think there's a counter-argument there as well. Uh, there are a couple of folks within the team who are pretty chill. So if you look at Rahani very calm individual you look at Rohit Rohit's got yeah. the typical Bombay attitude yeah it's okay we'll get it so you know I think you get the ying with the yang uh, Kohli with all the intensity but you have Rahane and Rohit who are very you know when you look at the team dynamic they are the leaders out there and they're sort of you know chill individuals and I think this sort of works very well you don't want all intensity as we've been seeing with uh, you know maybe a little bit Justin Langer right that that sort of that 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 intensity sometimes can also hurt you when you're not doing so well. You need Mm. to figure that out. And I think this team has gone to a point where, you know, everything sort of figured out. You got Shastri and Kohli with all the intensity. You got Bharat Arun. You know, even within the coaches, you see people who are sort of relaxed individuals. And you see it in the team too. Bumrah, I would think, is the leader of the attack. Again, you know, a calm individual. So I think it sort of works. You know, you take... Kohli, Siraj probably are together you know, buddies, they have that, both have that intensity and Bumrah is sort of cool with the, the Rahanians and Rohit, so I think it, it works out well. This I, is-
0: I, I noticed yesterday um, when Virat got out, he was really cross with himself and he stomped off and you could see him disappear off into the uh, the changing room, you know, punching the door as he went in and you could imagine the carnage that was inside that dressing room and if you're an Indian player, you make yourself scarce I think when Virat walks in like that um, but within sort of 40 minutes, a massive smile on his face, he goes from you know his sways of emotion are just ridiculous. you know the contrast from the high virat to the low virat.
1: You are listening to the Cricket Badger
0: podcast. Let's have a look at the uh, the Indian response, uh, sort of the English response to the uh, defeat today. Joe Root saying, "Frustrating not to get something from the game today. We felt we had an opportunity to win, but credit to India, they got the ball to reverse." and that was the turning point. Could have made more of a first innings lead, and you have to make chances count against world-class players. Got to find ways to get better, but be realistic and realise that was world-class bowling. It might reverse OT, and we'll have to manage that better. Whenever you lose the game, you can look at the toss, but we've got to be more ruthless and... uh, and make that a 200 lead. Got to be clinical, not be comfy, make big partnerships. We've played good cricket and important to remember that. I mean, Mark on our WhatsApp group, Raj, is saying that India have been head and shoulders the best team in this series. And I, I totally agree. I think India have been the best team and deserve to be ahead in this series at this, at this juncture. I don't think it's been as cut and dry as he suggests, though. I think for a lot of these Test matches... For 80-85% of the way, it's been very nip and tuck. England have nosed ahead, India have come back. It's been very seesaw, seesaw. But then on two occasions, India have won the very crucial passages of play.
1: I think so too. I think it has been a close encounter and it's been, like you suggested, it's been very, very close. Uh, India has just grabbed those key moments, uh, especially the crunch situations you know where they have upped England over but other than that you know it has been a close contest in, in a and way it's
0: a little bit um you know before the series started we were kind of harking back to the 4-1 England success last time and saying that that was actually a very close series and the scoreline didn't really suggest how close the tests are I'd suggest this is the same in reverse almost
1: Absolutely. And, you know, India, uh, I think, James, before the series started, you mentioned that, you know, India is definitely vulnerable in these conditions, especially their batters. So that's something which, you know, England would have looked to exploit over the series and they have done well, especially the likes of uh, Ole Robinson and uh, James Anderson. You know, they've got the ball talking and India has been trouble in most of the times. In this test match also, uh, 191 all out in the first innings, you would definitely put England on the driver's seat, you know, after the first innings um just for england to have a 99 run lead i think that is where you know uh, joe root is mentioning that maybe next test you know they should extend the lead from 99 to 200 that
0: should be yeah. the focus I, because i i think there were t- there, there were a few little moments in this test match where england maybe yeah. just let it go a little bit i think with the yeah. bat and the the lead could have been Lengthened with the ball in the second innings when um Takur and Pank came together, the lead actually wasn't that substantial, and that partnership was was massive, wasn't it because it took what was a potentially um gettable chase in the fourth innings away from England, I think, and made it a little bit too insurmountable.
2: No, absolutely. I actually agree with both of you guys. I think it's been a very close series. There's
0: too much you... agreement on this podcast today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it it only makes sense. You look at England playing in England, home conditions. You always give the home team an advantage, just because the players are so much used to you know playing in these conditions. You look at Anderson in in these conditions. Has there been a better bowler than Anderson? Right. And then you look at Robinson. Robinson again in the similar sort of mold. I'm not going to put him in Anderson's you know, quality just yet, but he has been a revelation this series. Right. I think where England has maybe missed out a little is if you had Jofra Archer available, hmm. Jofra Archer in the, on this pitch with that extra pace, you know, I think he, uh, he's a point of difference. I think maybe, maybe a little bit of Mark would too.
0: On that Raj, um, we've talked about in, in India winning in Australia. Um, I think it's Aland or or, or Neil always says there's an asterisk against that first victory down under because Warner and Smith weren't available. And then the second victory is obviously bona fide and probably even more impressive because it was the reserve team almost that got in you across the line in that series. Is there a little bit of an asterisk? I'm not making excuses, but is there a little bit of an asterisk in this series that Joffre not available, Ben Stokes isn't around, Broad wasn't available because they're injured, Ollie Stone even, um, yeah, there's a number of England's frontline attack who are not playing in this series. That I mean, you never know how it's going to work, but they could have made different, a difference. I mean, Ben Stokes certainly would have added balance and made the selection for England easier in this Test series.
1: A little bit, uh, I would definitely say that you know even uh, Archer or Wood or Broad would have played. I think the result would have been same. But Ben Stokes is a massive hole in this England setup. You know he. Changes the balance totally differently, and in the especially in the first three tests, you know England clearly missed Ben Stokes, their fourth bowler or their third bowler, because Ben Stokes as a third or a fourth bowler is exceptional in these conditions. He gets the ball talking, and you know we know how good a batsman that he is. You know,
0: uh, also he plays that Siraj kind of role, doesn't it? That yeah, you know, Root. Ah, oh, we need a couple of wickets. Ben, give me five overs and see what you can do. Yeah,
1: yeah. especially in these conditions, as a third bowler or fourth bowler, you need to have. Excellent amount of control to, you know, uh, make sure that the opposition is under pressure. And I think Sam Karan was not able to deliver that in the first few tests and even. Overton, you know, was good in patches today uh, in this test match, you know, but he was definitely not Ben Stokes level, where Ben Stokes, you know, could make the ball move both ways, and you know, his batting is a huge bonus as well. So definitely, India had this advantage going into the series that you know ben Stone is Ben Stokes is not going to be a part of the series, so they had an amazing chance to win this series. So there will be that slight uh, thing, but you know, nevertheless, you know, England has an amazing attack, you know, Chris Wokes is an amazing. Um, a player to have you know who has similar characteristics that of Ben Stokes who is an excellent in these conditions as well so in that sense going down the line three years down the line if you would ask that India won a test series in England nobody would remember that you know Ben Stokes was not part of this test series and they would take this win
0: I, I mean kind of flipping it over Anand there would it be even more of a disappointment for India not to win this series knowing that England are maybe a little bit vulnerable missing a couple of key players I
2: think apart from looking at England, you would also look at the Indian cricket team, right? So this is the team with you have the most amount of, you know, everybody was sort of fit before this series. You're looking at the pace attack. You're looking at the spin attack. You're looking at the batsman. Even though a couple of the batsmen, Cough, cough Rahane <laughs> haven't done so well everybody else has been there you would expect this team to do well irrespective of who you put out there I actually disagree with anybody who says that the first Australia series was a bad was you know that anything took the sheen off there just because Warner and Smith weren't there you play the opponents who are on the field this is not controlled by India so I think you know, you get as much credit as you should for going to Australia and winning. Everything
0: everything else in cricket is controlled by India, but maybe not that.
2: (laughs) Maybe not that. That that (laughs) one thing is not controlled by BCCI. So I would give Indian team a lot of credit whether Warner and Smith were not there in Australia or if Stokes and Broad have been, you know, injured or, you know, Stokes taking a bit of a break. This is, England has historically been really tough to get through. And this actually kind of just shows. So to me, this is a. these two tests have been great. Obviously, we have one more test to go, but this has been a great performance. It does not take the sheen off that Archer's not there, Stokes is not there. Uh, you know, if we look to the previous series, Sam Curran played. Sam Curran was the point of difference. So credit to India to kind of play Sam Curran better, maybe bowl better to him as well. So
0: Very quickly, before we finish off today, gentlemen, one test to go. So celebrations are premature, Raj, aren't they? from an Indian perspective. This series is not won yet.
1: Definitely. And, you know, after the Lord's win, you know, uh, we all as Indian fans thought, you know, India would just
0: roll through England at Headingley. But, uh, you know... uh, I've got a theory. It doesn't bear up by... You know, actual cold, hard facts don't bear this up. But just as like a gut feel from thinking back over time, when England are down, that's when they're most dangerous. The next Test match, England often win it.
1: Absolutely. But same is the case with uh, the Indian team as well. When they are down, they have come back brilliantly in the last few series. And Kohli and the management especially would be wary of the fact that this is the best chance now to win a test series in England. 2-1 up, just the final test to go. Uh, I think they would go for the kill and uh, they would not be as complacent as they were at Headingley in the first innings.
0: As you see, and do you see any major changes to this Indian side? Does Ashwin coming in at Old Trafford? I mean, just looking at the forecast, people keep talking about the fact there's rain around. Um, certainly on day one, there's a little bit of rain, potentially all day. Um, but I think then it finds up a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a rain ruined test match. There's a, definitely a result possible.
2: Well, so I think it really depends on the pitch, right? Uh, I think India has gotten bitten before by announcing the team a couple of days before the test and you see that it's a green pitch and, you know, you got to figure out how to deal with it later. So I think you look at the pitch and then figure out, are there anybody who you know, are, are there any players who may not be part of the 11? Question is, Bumrah has played four straight tests, has bowled 150 overs. Should he get a rest? We know that Shami got a bit of a rest, so does Shami come back in? Also, what happens to little Lord? Does Lord Shardul get dropped after this performance? Well, surely,
0: surely he stays in London at the House of Lords, is not
2: he? I mean, he really sure he should i mean you know this is a great time if shardul wants to if the lord wants to consider this hey let's retire right now this is the best nobody can do this take uh three wickets 250s change the match but uh where does ashwin come in what happens to some of the other players uh pujara with that ankle rohit with the knee i think there's a few things to figure out uh but depending on the pitch, I really would like Ashwin to come in. But I think we across the across all of the cricket badgers, you know, we always talk about getting Ashwin in. Uh, it just depends what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be fascinating. I think there's a few potential changes in the England side as well. Jimmy Anderson has looked tired during this test match. Um, Ollie Robinson, even, I think, is maybe just running out a little bit of steam as we head towards Manchester. I think Mark Wood will come in and it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they change. I mean, Josh Butler allegedly is uh, available again after the birth of his daughter. So whether they bring him back in and give him the gloves, whether they keep it with Johnny, we'll see. But that's going to be talked about on future shows as we go through the week, as we look ahead. So what well, is going to be a terrific Finale to a terrific series. It's been t- fantastic test match. This one, five days of engrossing cricket. It has tossed and turned in terms of who's been on top, and I think the best team in the end won. So, congratulations to you two, Raj and Anand. Are you not that you did anything at all? But congratulations in, term, in your guys as Indian fan badges, winning by 157 runs at the Oval. And we'll look ahead to the uh, fifth test, the fifth and final test match, when we join you again tomorrow. Um, been great stuff. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for watching on the, uh, the live broadcast. And if you're listening later, thanks for your ears on the audio version as well. I've been James the Cricket Badger, and we will see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.